This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, July 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. China continues with buying spree. Farm lending activity continues to decline. Heritage says CCC limit should stay the same. China maintains a swift pace of ag purchases. China's continuing its rapid pace of new and old crop purchases, as shown in daily and weekly trade reports released yesterday by the Department of Agriculture. USDA's daily report announcing new export sales of 552,000 metric tons of soybeans, including 390,000 tons to be delivered during the 2021 marketing year that starts September 1. USDA's export sales report for the week of July 3rd to 9th shows new crop soybean sales totaling 389,000 tons and exports during the week of 227,900. Chinese buyers have also been buying plenty of wheat and corn. The weekly report shows China bought 323,700 tons of wheat in the seven-day period, pushing total sales up to a marketing year high for 2021. USDA also reported 113,700 tons of wheat exports to Chinese buyers. July 3rd to the 9th was also a big week for corn. USDA reported 768,300 tons of old crop sales and 600,000 tons of new crop sales to the Chinese, as well as 119,700 tons of exports. Farm loans continue to decline, according to the Kansas City Fed. Farm lending slowed in the second quarter of 2020 compared to a year ago, a 40% decline in feeder livestock loans contributing to an overall 13% decrease in the volume of non-real estate loans, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. It was the fourth consecutive quarter that non-real estate loans have dropped, the KC Fed said, adding that over the past year, lending activity has declined at an average rate of over 15%. This measure of farm lending excludes loans provided to producers through the Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program, which may have replaced traditional financing for some borrowers and supplemented existing operating lines for others, according to the regional bank. Conservative Group, Leave CCC Alone. The Heritage Foundation, a conservative think tank, is urging lawmakers to reject appeals from farm groups to expand the USDA spending authority under the Commodity Credit Corporation. The group says proposals now under consideration would essentially delegate spending decisions to USDA for the benefit of special interests. A report issued by the group criticizes a proposal to increase the CCC spending limit to $68 billion, as well as provisions in a House-passed coronavirus relief bill that allow payments from the account to be used for more purposes, including to, quote, aid agriculture processing plants to ensure supply chain continuity during an emergency period. The CCC account is currently capped at $30 billion, limiting how much USDA can spend without going back to Congress to get the funds refreshed. According to Heritage, the expanded CCC authority, quote, would 
allow Congress to avoid making important choices, such as which agriculture commodities would be eligible for payments, which geographic regions would be covered, whether there should be payment limits, and almost every other detail of any future handout program. Why the report matters? Well, the USDA CCC authority has been very much in play as the Senate crafts its own coronavirus aid package. EPA receives six more biofuel waiver petitions. The Environmental Protection Agency is reporting six more retroactive small refinery exemption petitions to its SRE dashboard. That brings to 86, the total number of waiver requests for compliance years 2011 through 2020. The agency has yet to decide how to act on these petitions. American Coalition for Ethanol CEO Brian Jennings says EPA should take steps to enforce a Tenth Circuit Court ruling limiting waivers from the renewable fuel standard. EPA seems merely interested in providing refiners yet another escape hatch in the form of the now nearly 60 retroactive waiver requests, Jennings said in a statement referring to 58 gap year requests covering 2011 to 2016. The 10th Circuit ruling said EPA cannot extend waivers to refineries whose exemptions had lapsed. Brazil opens opportunity for increased imports of U.S. wheat. Better growing conditions are expected to boost wheat production in Brazil this year, but the government there is still bowing to demands from millers for increased access to foreign supplies. That according to a report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. On January 1, Brazil opened up a 750,000 metric ton tariff rate quota for non-Mercosur countries that the U.S. and Canada are already benefiting from. On July 1, the TRQ was expanded by an additional 450,000 tons, but the increase is temporary and slated to expire November 17th. Brazil is the third largest wheat importing country in the world. Mercosur members, Argentina, is Brazil's largest supplier, but prices have been rising, sparking demands from Brazilian millers for more access to U.S. and Canadian wheat. So far in the 2019-20 to 20 Brazilian marketing year, that's October to September, the U.S. has supplied 6.8% of Brazil's wheat imports, an increase over the 4.5% for 2018-19. FCC adopts rule to establish better data collection for broadband maps. Rural broadband advocates are welcoming the Federal Communication Commission's adoption of a rule to establish requirements for more accurate data on where there are gaps in broadband service. Enforcement of these standards will be critical to improve the accuracy of broadband maps and ultimately drive more informed decision-making, said Shirley Bloomfield, CEO of NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association. According to the FCC, the order implements key provisions of the Broadband Data Act signed into law in March. It requires fixed and mobile providers to submit standardized broadband availability maps. Bio sticks up for Fauci and science in response to the White House attacks. 
The Biotechnology Innovation Organization has issued a strong statement defending infectious disease expert Anthony Fauci, who has been the target of White House attacks on his credibility. Nothing is more disheartening or disturbing than to see Dr. Anthony Fauci, a critical leader at a pivotal moment, maligned publicly and attacked personally. Bio-President and CEO Michelle McMurray-Heath said, We must stand behind the scientists and researchers working tirelessly to eradicate this devastating disease. White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro authored an opinion piece in the USA Today Wednesday under the headline, Anthony Fauci has been wrong about everything I have interacted with him on. Fauci's defenders say Navarro took Fauci's statements made as knowledge of the novel coronavirus was evolving out of context. And USA Today's editorial page editor now says that Navarro's piece did not meet the paper's standards. Here's today's He Said It. Thank you, Mr. President, for the navigable waters protection rule that you promulgated. It has set us free. That Arizona rancher Jim Chilton at a White House event on deregulation yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, July 17th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.